station, land firm on the plate while the wax rotate. You know we get the bait. Huh, break me cans by run the scroll shake. Y'all got beef chief, deal with that mate. Huh, enforce the sound, might break. Y'all big bass type, they like in Jamaica. Hello, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Bantam Unit podcast uh, with me, Reece Saunders. Joining me tonight, as always, is Carl Pierce. Hello. And Liam Hall. Hello. It's, it's, um, Hello. It's, been, it's been a long time. And last time, I, last time I was time. on here, we didn't have a lockdown. And, and my first appearance on this podcast, a week later, and everyone's got, everything's gone to shit. Um, I feel like that's probably yeah. saying notice, something. Notice that everything started going wrong when Liam joined the Bantam Music podcast. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, just saying. Yeah. So, if you've been living under a rock, uh, currently the world is in isolation with a disease known as coronavirus going around, and it's disrupted every sport in general. I mean, the great Belarusian league is still playing, and some leagues in Africa. Um, oh. But I don't, I don't think we're desperate enough to cover the Angola league, are we, guys? No, not quite. Speak for yourself. I, 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 could, I could easily cover that, to be honest. Even, <laughs> even the Olympics have finally decided to uh, postpone. Yeah. Um, I, I know, I read something today that they're going to keep the flame going for a whole year. So just oh, wow. uh, uh, to keep the Olympic spirit going. Um, oh, I, right. I really don't care. It's a, it's a, it's a little flame. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest, go out, race. Come on, race spitting on the legacy of the Olympics. How dare uh, he? Fuck the Olympics. I mean nothing. Just, re- just remember, Okada was meant to be a flame carrier. Did you really? Yeah, I'm not... yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. I thought, I thought he was. Well, he was. What? Well, he might, he might still be, but he's not going to be at the moment, is he? Oh no, true, true. Uh, oh, what, um, so what we decided to do is since there's no football to cover apart from FIFA and Football Manager we've decided to look at our three respective teams best transfers over the years that we've seen uh, live because obviously we can speak about players of the past like um, uh, example being a West Brom fan like I said Sir Regis um, Tony Brown and etc and I know Carl was alive um, in those oh, days. Where we flipping go? But <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't, so I can't come and tell them. <laughs> so we'll be covering uh, Manchester United, Arsenal and West Brom uh, with these transfers. And also we'll, we'll talk about what we think is the best transfer ever made in terms of football. So are we ready to crack on? Yeah. Can't wait, guys. Carl, you go first, then. Okay, well, <clears throat> I can only start... With the king, uh, Eric Cantona, um, at Manchester United. Um, we'd, um, the year before, we tried to win the league. Um, we, we got a reasonable lead, I think. But Leeds managed to pull us back and win the last year of the old um, first division. And um, they had that man in their team. And we signed him up and he proved to be the catalyst that got Man United going. We won the, the league, the first carnation of the uh, Premier League that, that season with Cantona, and he went to inspire us to win uh, several more trophies in his tenure. 
there was one season, I think, might have been the 96, 97 season, where he won a lot of go- games for us by scoring the, the one goal where we won 1-0 and got us over the line. So, yeah, very inspirational player. I think he had a lot to do with um, helping uh, your Beckhams and Skulls come along as well. They they always talk about how they looked up to him and they were coming through from the class of 92 in the first team. So, I think you can't under... You know, I don't think you can uh, overestimate his impact. No, you can't. I think uh, Cantona... And I think without Cantona, I don't think Man United would have had that early Premier League dominance at all. Might not have done, no. He made such a difference. I, I just, I, can, I think I can recall a story about Eric Cantona with, um, I think, Sheffield Wednesday. I think Howard Wilkinson was manager at the time. Or, and he said about he wants to see Cantona train on grass. And yeah. Imagine asking Eric Cantona, oh, I, I don't care what you did before, I want to see you play on grass. It's probably one of the biggest blunders ever in terms of uh, transfers. Yeah, I mean, well, the, the story goes that Fergie was urged to sign him by the players after a game against uh, against Leeds. They said, you know, you've got to sign him up because, you know, he's, he's almost unplayable. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's... He had his controversies, of course. Um, what? Con- controversies? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, that, 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 there was an incident in, uh, that happened at Selhurst Park. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm no, what happened. no. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's almost legendary, he, though, isn't it? <laughs> it was brilliant. I mean, first, I think what made it legendary was that press conference. Hmm. It was just, oh, just like seagulls and trawlers. It was brilliant. And the guy, the guy ended up going to jail. He kicked. He, uh, he, he, he lost his court case or something, and then started, uh, attacked his lawyer or something outside, outside the courtroom or oh something. My God. <laughs> so he was a bit, of, he was a bit of a jackass. Oh. Not, not Cantona. I mean the guy who. Oh, Darren. <laughs> yeah. we, we could just say cancel off, cancel off, because he's French and a maverick, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, normally, normally French mavericks are like that, crazy, a bit untapped, but just pure geniuses. Carl, I was wondering what I was wondering what you could tell me about how he played, because from what I've seen, he's he's a very interesting player. He seems to not really move much, but he just seems to have an amazing shot on him. He can do whatever he likes with the ball. What what are your memories of watching him play? It's hard to put into words because he, he was so unique. Um, he, he just had a, he had a great vision uh, to place a pass and, yeah, as you say, to, to shoot from outside the area and stuff. He, he seemed to have an aura about him and a confidence that sort of verged on arrogance. He, he was he was almost majestic to watch him play. He was so skillful would, and quick would you as well. As... Sorry, would you no, 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 a, a lot better than Berbatov. Um, yeah, maybe Ibra, perhaps the closest player we've had recently. I, I was thinking of Ibra, and and it was quite funny hearing you talk about. Um him refusing to go for a trial. And it, is, it reminds me of something that Iber said to Arsenal. 
Arsenal saw him play as youth player, but um, they asked him to come for a trial, and famously Zlatan said, as Zlatan does not do trials. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Zlatan got an awful lot from Cantona in terms of his playing style, but also his personality. I mean, Cantona's yeah. one, of, one of those yeah. personalities. You, you he retired... Watch. He retired too early as well. I think he was only 30 or 31, but he retired. He was very young. But mind you, I, I guess at that age, um, you know, 30 was kind of the, the, when people most see you going over the hill anyway. It kind of was in those days, yeah, because mm. they didn't have the... Uh, I think they drank and smoked a bit more back in... Well, they don't smoke at all nowadays. But it was known that some players would smoke drinking... Uh, was a bit more prevalent, and uh, I don't think they had like the scientific diet plans they do now, which helps keep players sort of fitter and healthier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at it until Arsenal Wenger came in at Arsenal, that was never spoke about, like you know, in terms of players having diets and stuff like mm. that. Mm. But I've just got his stats up here. He spent five years at Man United, which is just the league. Played 143 games, 64 goals in that time. Just yeah, a, a very good, very good player. He's incredibly talented. Do, do, you, do you think we'll ever see a player like him again, or, or do you think Ibra is probably the closest we're ever going to get to him? Football doesn't allow for characters like that anymore. They always get hyped. We look at Balotelli. Balotelli's mm. a bit like it in terms of he just he does what he wants, doesn't care, and people slag him off for it. I mean, uh, talent-wise, talent has been far better. You can't deny that. But mm. um, as Reese said, character-wise, and for his for the sheer his sheer aura and almost arrogance, uh, as you say, probably Ebra is the sort of closest in that regard. I guess Ronaldo, maybe. Uh, I'd say Ronaldo is better talent, uh, as in ability-wise, and slightly. He's more arrogant. He's more probably more arrogant, but in a different way. It's it's so yeah. again, it's hard to explain these sort of things. But to be honest, the most arrogant football I can think of now is Jesse Lingard. But you know, <laughs> but he's still a young player, you know. So um, he, I'm yeah. sure he has time. <laughs> <laughs> time to be sold to West Brom if any of that. <laughs> no, I'd rather have coronavirus than that. Av, is he is he going to be your um, number three or in terms of um, best um, transfers to West Brom? Then I jump in the boat already. Yeah, going to preempt it. <laughs> oh, that I think that laugh tells you everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, who, who is your number three? Come on, let's hear it. My number three. We'll have to we'll have to wait, but we're going to go for you first because you, oh, you know. Are you, are you going to me? Oh. Uh, we, we want to talk about the, the, the lesser teams and then we get onto the best team. So, oh, of course, of course. I'm actually going to go for a bit of an outsider choice, um, and you might be quite surprised at this, but I'm going to go for Sol Campbell because I mean, he, he's probably not the first name you think of when you think of best Arsenal signings, but he's the reason we have the Invincibles. Before that, I mean, I think we, we didn't win the year before. But when Sol came in, he kind of changed the team. We finally had a solid back line and, and he had a brilliant relationship with um, Kodo Torre. And 
I guess the best you could say is history. We got him on a free from our rivals, which you know I was always going to give them some points. And- which went which went down like a, a lead balloon, if I can, if I remember rightly. I'm, I'm sure they were very happy about that. effigies of him, and, and I, 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 I think Spurs fans rejoiced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he, he's a he's a brilliant player. He's a bit of a knob. Um, they took it about <laughs> as well. they took they took So Campbell going from Spurs to Arsenal about as well as you'll take Lingard going to West Bromley. Oh, shut up! <laughs> uh, it's probably to be honest, it's probably I don't actually know what was worse: him going um, to Arsenal from Tottenham or Van Persie going to Man United from there. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's going to come up, but God, that that that, that one really hurt. That was a real stinger. But, um. No, no, just just go to the Stoll Campbell though. Like, do you think? Do you, do you agree with some of the things he said in the past about how he felt he was held back because of the colour of his skin and stuff like that? <sighs> I know. I I. In the, wait, I assume you were referring to his international record because he didn't have many international yeah. appearances, did he? Yes. Um, oh, I, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, I mean, he had a brilliant playing career. I, I guess it's kind of hard, hard to argue either way because, I mean, there were some brilliant players still playing at the time. I mean, I think Tony Adams... No, I was... I think he was, the, well, he was still playing for a while, I think, Tony Adams at that point. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's really really hard to say. I but think it's brilliant defenders. I think you know winning is so important in football. I think managers pick the best, who they believe are the best players. Come what may, I don't, I don't think the colour of the skin comes into it. To, to be honest, yeah, it's just very easy to play the race card when you don't see things see things going your way. That might be a controversial thing to say, but I, I, it's a very I good think, opinion. Yeah, it is. Obviously, mm. you know, obviously in a lot of sports <laughs> and in life, people are held back because because of the colour of the skin. You can't deny that, but also at the same time, I think people do use it as a bit of an excuse at times as well. Yeah. I, I mean, let me put it this way. When you, when you look at um, the players that he had for selection... You know, at least in those early parts of his, you know, from like 98 to 2004, for example. You have Tony Adams, you have John Terry coming in, you have, who else? Rhea Ferdinand, yeah, he's a big one. And I mean, those two kind of partnered quite a lot. But, I mean, well, there you go, Rhea Ferdinand, he's, he's a black um, player as well. But he, um, he had tremendous success throughout his career. Um, so yeah, I, I think Campbell was just sort of at the wrong sort of time. I think he did play, and he played at least in one tournament. I'm sure I remember him in a, a World Cup or a Euros at some point. But it's like, yeah, it's just sometimes the certain players who <laughs> were better. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Isn't it? To be honest, I think maybe playing at Tottenham might have slightly hurt his career. Like not not playing in the Champions League. Um, but when you have players like Rio Ferdinand or like yeah. Terry, or I think Carragher was still coming through at that point. I mean, I can't even remember how well Liverpool were doing at the moment, but well, I, I think I might have it, held him back a bit. It's, I mean, it, it, I'm just looking at his stats now. He played 73 games for England, 
Prague. See, that's not bad, is it? No, but I'm just saying, though, from from 96 to 2007, he played 73 games. His best year was 98 in terms of appearances. He played um, 12 games. Um, But, yeah, I I just think that when he came out and he said, I I should have captained England or stuff like that, and... I, I, possibly, yeah, he could have captained England at one stage, but... but there's a lot of players who could have captained yeah. England. and that, that was the thing. Um, I, mean, I mean, he's a great personality, to be fair to him, but... Yeah. Did, did he run for mayor as well? Or he ran for a, a political seat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, he, he, I think he went for um, mayor for the Conservative Party. Um, <laughs> so make of that what you will. Here's a question... <laughs> Here's a question. Do you think Sol Campbell's the best defender that Wenger bought? Because bear in mind, like Terry and that were already there when, not Terry, Adams and that were already there when he um, took, took over. I think it's a very good, I think that's, I think it's a very good answer, um, argument for that. Um, I, I mean, I think um, Squillachi might kind of run him to the, like, the finishing line there. I think that's, um, I don't know. Um, no, in all, in all seriousness, maybe. I mean, I mean Kodo Torre was a, he he was a really brilliant, fantastic defender for Qualbar, but he never really reached the heights of Campbell. So I think you might be, I think you might be right. Because that was an area he always he always seemed to struggle with, wasn't it? Uh, he was very very good at finding the flair players, but besides perhaps Vieira and Campbell, he, he did sort of struggle to find those really good defensive. Um, players. It's always mm. been Arsenal's one of Arsenal's problems is a, a, a lack of spine, really, when the going gets tough. Well, he's an, he's yeah. an attacking-minded player. I mean, um, anyone who's had, had, who's had any success as a defender at Arsenal has learned from other players. Ashley Cole essentially learned how to defend from. Oh Tony yeah, there's Adams. another. There's another good one he brought in. I forgot. Almost forgot about. Uh, well, he he he. he or did he the come academy. through the ranks? He came yeah, through he the ranks. I'm thinking of. Before. I'm thinking of his move to Chelsea. Sorry, got myself got myself muddled up. Sorry to remind you. Oh, sorry to Jesus. remind you of that one. But um, I, I, I actually I think it's the same with Arteta. He, he basically had to teach himself how to defend when he was fresh into CDM, like well late into his career. He played for Cam for ages and ages so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know I think I, I think that's really what tarnishes Wenger's legacy for me at least yeah come on uh, Reese. Uh, so my, oh my one now we're getting to the, the best players <laughs> um, I mean I could say Victor Anitrabi I could say Stefan Sessegnon Ooh. Just to name, to name two, to be honest, they're two world-class players there. Uh, but no, no, my, my first one, it, it's a loan signing, um, and it, it's Lukaku. Ooh. All right, yeah. That's a good shout. So, so, Steve Clark was announced as manager of the Albion uh, in, in 2012, um, and obviously he had connection to Chelsea, and then I, I saw... I think we were aware of Lukaku at that point. Chelsea just bought him from Anderlecht. He had a great record at Anderlecht, 33 goals in 73 games. And we then, uh, it comes to West Ham's side, Lukaku, and they're going, man, that's, that's a good sign. I think we could do well. We had a good squad at that point. Um, we had, um, 
Sven Zoltgera come back. We had Odin Wingy. We had um, Shane Long. Um, a good mm. team. And I think yeah. he was just one of those players that he was just not the ice on the cake, really. Um, we had a fantastic season finishing eight. I think we finished that season. Eight, yes. And he was instrumental in our success that season. We formed a good partnership, as I said, with Long and Odin Wingy and Brunt and Dorans and players of that ilk. And, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I can vouch as a... Um... Obviously, seeing them play for my team, Man United, I can vouch he's an excellent player. His first season at United was excellent. For some reason, his 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 form for the second season wasn't there. Whether he'd already decided he wanted to move on um, from that point, or he'd fallen out of management, I'm not too sure. But his first season for United, yeah, he was, he was excellent. Yeah, and he was. I mean, to be honest, when he first signed, he had, he had <laughs> I think it's still stuck with him his first touch was shocking. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very poor. It just, no, it nothing just, changed like, there, Rhys. <laughs> no, that's things that like, everything just ballooned up and stuff like that. But he started off with a goal, uh, played 30... So this, this is, he had 35 games with us in the league, scored 17 goals, and... Uh, the biggest mistake we made was not signing him permanently when we were given the chance to. So uh, stories went round that we were offered him for fifteen million and we said no, and then spent fifteen million pound on two players who are just uh, who were just nowhere near his quality. They are, more, <laughs> as I said, that there's two Lukaku and. Um, no, not Kaku, sorry. Session and Nietzsche So imagine that. Imagine going go from having a big, powerful, young, fast centre forward to a player that, when he ran onto the centre circle after coming as a substitute, got injured and got took off again. Yeah, I mean, that's always one of the main troubles for the, for the clubs of your elk. You're only going to have your lone players for a, a season, maybe two at best, and if one of your own players sort of breaks out, it's not long before a, a bigger club sort of takes them away from you. And yeah, you get heavily compensated, but it's not always easy finding players of that quality to replace them, is it? No, that's the thing. It's like, that's, that's why I think it, it's frustrating supporting a team of uh, the team of my stature, in a way. Like we, as you said, we won't get it's very rare that you'll see a world-class player play for West Bromwich Albion, but when they do, it's a joy to watch. Mm. And yeah, I think I think he's he's one of the best one of the best strikers in Europe. His strike rate is just phenomenal. Yeah, when he can be when he can be asked. Yeah, I mean, you look at I just I've just got his stats up there. So this this whole career, as of as of now, Excuse me. he's played 448 games and scored 210 goals. Wow! And he's That's only a very good record. And he's only 26. That is, yeah. 2018 for Belgium, he played 14 games, scored 14 goals. It's, he's, a, he's a very strange player in some ways. And I, I, yeah. I love Lukaku. I, I wish we signed him at some point. Um, it, it's strange because he's so big 
he's so strong um and obviously he's very tall as well but he's so fast and he sucks as a hold-up player which is kind of incredible to me like I, I, I've never seen someone his size be so bad as a hold-up player. It's because he doesn't always, unless he's sticking it into the back of the net, he doesn't always need to, doesn't seem to know what to do for the ball a lot of the time. It doesn't. It doesn't help. I completely agree. It's just like he's. I mean, again, it comes down to his touch as well. But like, he's so obviously he's so strong. But I feel like if he could get the hold-up play exactly right, then I think he could he could play for almost any team in the world. He's that good. But again, it's, yeah. it's his touch that always lets him down. He, 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 if if we can mould like him and Giroud, I think that'll be like a perfect player. Was he? Wasn't he at Everton before we bought him? Have I got? Yeah, that? he yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I think it was the FA Cup semi-final, and he had two chances where he broke away, got past our defence, and somehow failed to score against us. He could, so he could be quite wasteful at times as well. Mm. Uh, amazingly, yeah, he's it, it, it's, it's a very strange player. I mean, I mean, I'm intrigued to see um, what he does from here. I, I, he's, he's performed very well for Inter, at least. He struck yeah, up a great partnership had, yeah, with yeah, Martinez. He's, so start, start he's had a great well. start. Inter. He's, he's played 17 goals in 25 games. Awesome in it. It just shows. I think when he's when he's got the service, and when a team plays to his strength, mm. he, he's he's really good. I mean, you look at it, he did he did really well. He, this is just the Premier League. Sixteen thirty four his first season, twelve in twelve in thirty two his second season. So Solskjaer, it, it never felt like Solskjaer really fancied him though for some reason because. He couldn't seem to wait to get rid of him when the uh, the opportunity arose. Or yeah, Lukaku couldn't wait to go one or the other. There's some some it wasn't clicking after Mourinho went anyway. Yeah, but no, I think uh, as I said, I think a big regret of I think could be the Albion is not signed him permanently when we had the chance. But the season he was there, fantastic football we played, finished eighth. Had that superb final game where he scored the hat trick against Man United in that five-five game, which was just brilliant. And yeah, what probably yeah. awesome game. Probably probably one of my favourite seasons that I've um, I've had the pleasure of going to. So, so Carl, we... your next one. Sorry, my next one. What was Did that? You want to say Oh, I, I was just going to say, you know, uh, do, do you think you, you would want him back, Reese, by any chance? Um, yeah, um, I'd have him back in a heartbeat. <laughs> Definitely I'd, afford his wages. I'd, <laughs> I'd, trade, I'd trade your life to have him back. <laughs> to be fair, I'll, 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 change my, I'll, I'll trade my life for anything, so, you know, go, go ahead. Carl, then your one. Uh, my next one... Um, it's Edwin van der Sar. Ooh, the, um, show. the show. The the year I can't remember exact year we signed him now, but he was. I remember him being our only major signing that season, and he made all the difference. Um, Two thousand five. We failed to win the league uh, the season before, but we won. We won the league uh, the next season with a million goal. We had Tim Howard previously. 
Um, and he had a good first season. He was really solid the first season. But his second season, I don't know if because there was more pressure on Howard because he'd had such a good season to live up to it. But he, he, he just seemed to fall apart. So Ferguson uh, felt the need to bring someone else in. Uh, Van der Sar was at Fulham. He only cost us about, well, I think, 1.5 million in that area. It wasn't any more than 3 million, I don't think. Very very cheap for a goalkeeper of his calibre, anyway. Um, I think it was free. I'm, I, don't quote me if I, don't don't quote me on that, but I think it was free. I, th- I think we did pay a fee, but I don't think it was very much. But again, it's it's a while ago, so uh, I, I might not be remembering right. But he also he you know he made a crucial save in the uh, Champions League final from Nicolas Anelka, which uh, allowed us to win the Champions League that see the season two thousand eight. Um, yeah, I mean you could say. You know, Michael's an obvious one, but he he did actually sign before I was really watching football. Um, but it was just the impact that Van der Sar made almost immediately, um, in you know, keeping in clean sheets, the saves he made. He's, yeah, he, he was such a great goalkeeper. Wasn't he considered was, a bit? I mean, oh, sorry, go on. I mean, you just look at the fact that. Um, he was a, you look at the teams he's played for he's played for Ajax Juventus mm. Fulham Man United um, if you was a Juventus fan I mean obviously at the time I never heard Buffon coming through but you would be kicking yourself thinking oh we let a keeper of that quality go and the shocking thing is that no other team bigger than Fulham came in for him at that time yeah I think he did admit one of his one of his few mistakes uh, or regrets was that he didn't Try and buy Van der Star that that year when um, Juventus were letting him go because they had Buffon coming through. He, he does he does rue that that he should have got him then. I, I, am I wrong yeah. to say that um, he was generally considered a bit of um, an underwhelming signing though when he was um, first signed because he was quite old for um, signing at the time, isn't he? Wasn't the youngest? I think I think it was only underwhelming because of where he was coming from. If we'd have purchased him. Uh, from Juventus straight off, and it probably looked uh, a, a bit more favourably. But yeah, perhaps <laughs> because he was coming from um, Fulham, he would have been thirty-five at the time, which is quite. Um... He was sold, and he was sold for two million pounds as well. Sorry. Yeah, I told you that was a fee. Um, yeah, uh, but thirty-five—that's that's that, that's kind of peak for goalkeepers. Goalkeepers because they're they're not running around so much outfield, they do tend they do tend to have a bit more of a prolonged career, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, I I've just got some just got some stats about him here, um, from his time at Man United. Um so he was sorry, just get it up here. So he helped Man United set a new club and Premier League record for consecutive clean sheets. So there you go. eleven games. And 1,032 minutes without conceding a goal. Um, he only broke the league, English league record in the following game. Um, that was, he finally got extended to uh, 1,302 minutes. Yeah, um, pretty awesome. Obviously, yeah. there's a fence. Obviously, there's a fence has something to do with that as well, but. Uh, he did, you know, he did pull off some spectacular saves when, when need be. 
He did. His last game for United was uh, obviously the Champions League final defeat to Barcelona. He was 40 years of age, 40 years, 211 days at that point, and the oldest man uh, to appear in a European Cup final in the Champions League era. And he retired, as I said, straight after that match. But yeah, I think a fantastic mm. goalkeeper. He might, have, he, ha- he might have gone on a bit longer because he was still really fit, but his, his wife had a stroke. I think that's one of the reasons he retired when he did. Yeah, that, 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 that's, a, that's the thing. Obviously, he take care of his wife and stuff like that. But a question just for you. Would you say, if you had to pick a goalkeeper, who would you rather have, Schmeichel or Van der Sar? Uh, I probably would uh, go Schmeichel. No. I probably will go Schmeichel. Liam? Mm. It's hard. I think I would probably would go um, Van der Sar. I, I, I really do think there is a shout for De Gea. I know he's been crap in recent years, but I think he... I think he's he's becoming um, a United legend in his own right. I think I think to back you up as well, Liam. Um, I know I've got us too. It's far harder to be a great goalkeeper when the team around you is pretty rubbish than it. You know, Schmeichel, Van der Sar, you know, great teams and great defenses in front of them. Where a lot of the time, David De Gea is, uh, you know. A, pretty poor defence and uh, at mm. times a poor team and he still managed to um, you know keep us in games make great saves he he, he single-handedly kept you in the top four I think for a couple mm. of seasons I think he did um, I, I, but I, I think the failed transfer to Real Madrid probably killed his soul a little bit yeah it probably yeah it probably did he was um, I, I think quite looking forward to, to that transfer and got his Hopes up, so yeah, that that might not have helped. Mm. Okay, um, shall we go on to uh, Liam's next one? All right. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, you can go first as well if you want. If, if you want, Reese. No, oh, no, no, no. I was, say, I, I, I was just going to say, like, about my Van der Sar's Michael pick, but I, 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 oh, go me, on, yeah, sorry, Reese. For, for me, I'd go, I'd, I'd, I'd go Van der Sar, but. It's very close. And I, I, I do kind of agree with your, your De Gea point. I think yeah, De Gea has single-handedly kept United in games and top four. But I think Van der Sar, I think with his success, I think that's what you can judge Van der Sar on. Yeah, I think he made, um, I, I think he made less mistakes than both Schmeichel and Van der Sar. But Schmeichel had more of a commanding presence for me. Was, nothing made you laugh more than watching him rollick a defender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you think. Imagine being the centre half. Imagine being the centre half and you've got you do something wrong and then Peter Schwartz just comes near you. You'd piss your pants. <laughs> what does he do? He was such a big man. He, he's he a question. Who, who you, Actually, here's a question. Who do you hate more um, to be to have you behind you in that? Him or Layman? I think that's, that's going to be a real hard decision. Layman. Layman. I don't know. Layman's <laughs> a bit of a. Oh. Anyway, I should. Um, all right, so my pick. I'm I'm struggling between two, um, and you can probably guess who they are. It's Patrick Vieira and uh, um, Burkham. Oh, really? Yeah, because I I think, I mean, Burkham had a great career there. I I mean, 
he brought us a lot of help with the trophies. He was very flexible and adaptive. But I think without Vieira, I don't think we would have been anywhere near the team we were. Probably, so, but I think, I think, sorry to interrupt, I think Burkamp was almost like your Cantona. He was mm. that flair player that seemed to come out of nowhere and really sort of got the club going. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's actually a very good comparison. I, I mean, he's very different in terms of personality to Cantona, yeah. but in terms of how he played, he he wasn't the fastest, but he he, he can move and he had just an amazing touch and amazing dribbling some skills the, and amazing passes. Some of the goals he scored, you, you just wouldn't see anybody else score score the type of no. goals he could score. Mm. New, New, Newcastle immediately comes to mind with that term. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, well, also, didn't he have... I think it was, <laughs> he was the only man to have three goals for goal of the month and he had to pick... Who's going to win? Dennis Bergkamp? Dennis Bergkamp? Or <laughs> Dennis Bergkamp? <laughs> but, he, he was just a joy to watch. But, uh, uh, in fact, I'm actually going to go for Vieira. Because yeah. I think he, he's... He, like, it's, it's really hard. And, to, and looking back at it, I probably should put Bergkamp at number three, but I thought we should switch it up anyway. Um, I mean, Vieira was just our greatest ever captain. He was never the most vocal um, in the team, but he led by example. He was a commanding presence. He could do it all. He was a fantastic defensive player. But he was also... He, 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 more, he was more than happy to charge up the field and score a couple of goals. He had, he, had, he had a great boot on him. Great, it's brilliant screamers. And, I mean, the, his fight with his fights with Roy Keane and among others. Yeah. Well, among <laughs> legends. <laughs> he's, so, he's a, would you agree he's a player that you've never managed to replace? I, I, I would say. I think the closest we had is um, Gilberto, um, who, who, who partnered him a lot. But, to be honest, I think there's very few players like Vieira. I mean, the closest we had was Abu Dhabi, but um, he was basically made of glass, mm. sadly. Um, yeah. In fact, I think uh, one of the best examples is probably Paul Pogba. I think Paul Pogba, he's technically better than Vieira, um, and Vieira was a better defender, but I think there's a lot of comparisons between those two in terms of style. Perhaps I think I think Vieira probably had more steel than Pogba, if that makes sense. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, but Pogba is a lot better of a passer. I think I think that Paul Pogba is is just is infuriating because it's if he's in a team that plays his way, he will rise head and shoulders above the rest. I mean, that's why he was signed for ninety six million pounds. But then when it's not going his way. Is he that player that's going to put the effort in to make the team go his way? I think next season, if he's still at, if he's still at Old Trafford, I think next season him and Bruno Fernandes could be perfect for each other. Mm. But it would mean sacrificing McTominay or Fred, and I don't think it's fair on them too, but then I know who I'd rather have in my team than McTominay or Fred. Mm. I don't know, it depends. I mean, I you'd rather have Pogba, the fact that he's a great player, but I'd rather have Alexis McTominay and Fred because they put a shift in. Yeah. And that, that's, that's what I'm saying. I think if Man United play to the strength of Pogba, which is what the French do, and that's why he's so good for mm. they, they play to his strength. Of, he's got Matuidi and Kante that will do the, the busy work, the dirty work, and he's just got him that'll just be free and he's got 
arguably the best young striker in the world in front of him. Yeah. In terms of... Um, that's always a big help. Yeah, Giroud. <laughs> Giroud. <Giroux, laughs> <laughs> 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 to, to be fair, one, one thing I will say about Pogba um, in comparison to Vieira, Vieira, I feel like he could carry a team. I, I feel like he didn't need yeah. quality players around him. I mean, obviously, having quality players around him in the Invincibles team and, and among others definitely helps him. But um, I, I think that's something that Pogba needs to kind of figure out. I mean, he needs to elevate the likes of Matic and Lingard and Fred um, to his level. Lingard? I, I mean, just just I, I was trying to think of the worst um, Man United midfielders, to be honest. <laughs> sorry, Lingard, I, I, I know you're listening, but sorry. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, I think, but, uh, go, go back to the era thing. The, I don't think Arsenal have had a player of his ilk since he left. And I think I don't think they will. I think, as you said, I think Abedi Abedi yeah, was a fantastic shout. When he was fit, he was superb. Mm. He was, he, he had the same build as Vieira, tall, strong, could run. Uh, but then, he, as I said, it's a shame he's made of glass. Um, I, and also, I don't think we'll see in the Premier League the type of intensity that we got from Keenan, Vieira. No. Mm. That, I don't think have, it will, have, now. Have, have you two watched when they got together? No, I haven't. It, it, uh, I must have been kind no, of awkward. I've, yeah, I've, I've, it's, I've a, it's a fantastic thing. What, uh, I'll, awesome. I'll, find it, I'll, send, I'll find it and I'll send it, yeah? Uh, but they get together and they try and put on their, their combined Man United um, teams. It's called The Best of Enemies. I've, it's in two parts. And I'll, I'll send it, you know. Um, it's, just, it's, it's such a, a brilliant watch, to be honest with you. Oh, well, I, 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 I'm, I'm very intrigued to see it. Um, yeah. I, guess, I guess that's kind of most of it. I mean, one thing I will say about him um, is that Fabregas absolutely rinsed him um, when he was playing for AC Milan, though. Um, I, I, I feel like we kind of moved on from Vieira in some ways. Um, but I, I, I think we're missing a player like him, at least for a while. Don't, don't, don't you two feel it's a shame that there isn't players of that built now in terms of Keane and Vieira I think Fabinho might be the closest one maybe in terms of the Premier League I think the way that I've got got a steeze coming (laughs) excuse me (laughs) cut cut (laughs) (laughs) you can't catch it down the internet Uh, Maurice don't worry um, <laughs> what would he say? <laughs> um, yeah, the, the terms of that we we don't see players. Oh yeah, all. I think the way the rules have changed and uh, the, the sort of Premier League is structured, I don't think uh, they'd last very long on the pitch. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that was that just flashed up on the screen, Dan. Um, um, I don't think they'd, I think they'd be red carded with about ten minutes of playing nowadays. To be honest <laughs> with you, yeah, no, no I, I, I think it's. I mean, we just watch it back. You just go, these are two men that 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 a care about their football clubs and b do not give a fuck if they get sent off or not. 
they, they, they will fight tooth and over each other. But then, I, I, I just wish that somebody like that now that, oh, that could just oh, fight. Yeah, I know what you mean. There's something that a lot of clubs are, are lacking, really, that, that player who can uh, grab a game with a scruff of the neck. Yeah. Uh, big time, big time. Um, so yeah, I, 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 that's, a, that's a very good one, Patrick Vieira. Uh, my second one, in terms of players I've, I've, I've seen, um, would be Chris Brunt. Um, so uh, obviously not te- technically the most gifted player ever in the world. He's never going to set the world alight or anything like that. But the man is uh, a West Brom legend. 378 league games uh, for West Brom. Uh, uh, that's just in the league altogether. I think he's played 412 games for West Brom altogether, something like that. Um, scored some some really important goals for us. I can remember 2006. Um, Southampton at home, he scored the goal that got a promotion from the championship. Uh, it's a tight game and he just brings it down, smashed it left foot through keeper's legs and he got promoted as I said that night it, I, I, it's, I know he's not a one club man obviously playing for Sheffield Wednesday but it's hard to see that it's not see that loyalty in a man uh, these days um, I don't know if you two agree with, with that yeah my plenty of players move around mm. from club to club these days uh, I'm not massively familiar with um Chris Brunt, but I've heard enough about him to know he was he was a decent player and very, and very important at times for West Brom, as you say, that goal that clinched your promotion. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I kind of have to say the same to be honest. But um, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's been there for a long, long time. Jesus. Yeah, the two thousand, I think two two thousand and seven, we signed him uh, for three million pounds, and yeah, he's just as I said, he's just been club captain as well. Uh, he's been club captain since uh, two, 2011. He was named captain. Hodgson put him as captain. Um, he helped us uh, to finish eighth in that 2012 season. He scored twice. Some of the goals he scored, he's, he's, he's some of the screamers. 30 yards out against QPR, beautiful. Um, I can remember a volley against Aston Villa from about 35 yards out. just screamed at the bottom corner. Um, he did have a really bad injury. Um, it was um, anterior cruciate he took out, and we missed him in that point. I know that if my uncle does listen to this, because I know we listen to some of them, he's just sitting there going, "You absolute, you, you absolute twat! What you want about Chris Brunt, Albion, one best signings ever? Shut up, <laughs> shut up, Nigel." <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he he was he was badly missed. I think sometimes you just need someone with a calm head in the middle of the park, just to just to calm it down. And he played left back as well for us. He was he was instrumental at left back. He's played everywhere for us, and um, it's just nice to see a man of that, um, a, a man who, who has shown what nearly thirteen years of dedication to one team. Yeah, so that, 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 that's my one. Chris Brunt, in terms of his um, longevity, loyalty, yeah. his longevity, and also his his leadership as well. So, Nigel, shut up, leave me alone. No, I don't think you can argue with that. <laughs> I, I, I guess he's your equivalent of of, of modern legend. Yeah, 
Yeah, he is. He, he is. And he's, as I said, he's not technically the most gifted player. He's not going to go, you're not, not going to set the world alone, but he's, he, he does a job. He does it well. And his distribution from games was, it, just, it was perfect. But some players make up for the the lack of like flair and skill with just honest hard work. To be honest, Reese. Yeah, and that's what it is. Is is yeah, really good, Carl. Who would you say your third one is? Their third or final one. Uh, I'm gonna say Roy Keane, but just from Nottingham Forest, uh, became one of our greatest captains of all time. Led us to treble glory in uh, 1999. Um, not the flashiest of players, but you know, a solid player, um, great leader, great tackler of the ball. He scored important goals when we needed when we needed them. Just a, a fantastic all-round player. And I don't think we would have won as much without him, personally. No, I, I, I've got to agree there. I think Roy Keane. Uh, I think he's a, a, a very much, as we spoke about, Patrick Vieira, very in that mould. Like, he's a leader. He he wants, he, he'll drag his team to his standards. Yeah. And he's not afraid to do it. One of his best performances for me has to be the Champions League semi-final against uh, Juventus. We were, uh, in Turin, we were two goals behind within 10 minutes and he pulled the United team by the scruff of their necks and got us back in it and we actually won the game 3-2 and the tie to go to the final where we uh, we beat that uh, crappy German team. Yeah, shit team Here's a question for you. How would you best describe him as a player? Because I mean, I always saw him as quite as a more of a CDM, but um, I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at Wikipedia now. It says he's more of a box-to-box midfielder. Um, I, I never saw him much as an attacking player. Is that? Um... Yeah, I I wouldn't have said he was um, an out and out attacking uh, attacking player. To be honest, he was more sort of defensive, but he could, you know, he he could attack and go forward. Um, as I said, especially when uh, the team needed him, almost like um, you can picture Gerard would drag Liverpool kicking and screaming to certain victories. It was a bit like that for us. Yeah, I mean, you look at it. it he he knew that he was suspended for the final. Obviously, that talk about that that game Juventus. And yeah, he still put in a captain's performance and. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I don't think many men could rise to that occasion like he did. No, definitely not. Um, he, was, he was definitely a captain, that's for sure. Definitely. Uh, now that we've said both of them, uh, we mentioned Vieira, I've mentioned Keane, if you had to pick uh, one of them for the team, who would you pick? I think we both have our rose-tinted glasses on yeah, on this exactly. one, to be honest. I, I think I think perhaps you're the best, as a neutral, you're probably the best person to to answer your own question, to be honest, Reese. Uh, to be honest, I think it also depends what kind of player you want in your team. Because uh, I think they're quite different, I, I would say. So, yeah, I, I think I'm not really neutral. I mean, um, I'm, my second team is Arsenal, if I could... So I, I think I'd pick Vieira just for the fact that he he offered a bit more for me than Keane did. 
not taking anything from Roy Keane. I think Roy Keane is tenacious, um, probably one of the best midfielders. Perhaps I think he's probably a better defender pass. than him. His attitude probably let him down at times. Um, he, you know, he got himself into trouble on and off the pitch once or twice with some of his stances and that. And he refusing to play for Ireland because of um, a lack of uh, resources or, or something. Um, you know that he made that tackle. He did on purpose that broke someone's leg. So things, mm. things like that let him down a bit, in all honesty. Wasn't that all of that? Yeah, I think so, yeah. One one thing I will say about um, Keane, though, uh, I mean, I, I'm just looking at the stats between comparing him to Vieira, because um, I think they're a natural comparison. Keane is only 5'10", compared to um, Vieira, who I think is 6'4", I believe. He does have 6'4", yeah, 6'4". I think to be a better player, um, to be a better defender and leader than Patrick Vieira, who was six inches taller than him, I think that's. Um, I think that really gives you an idea of how just how great of a personality and how mm. great of a leader he was on the pitch. Yeah, no, I I I agree with that. I mean, can you imagine having a bad game and having to face Roy Keane in the dressing room for a bollocking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, you're a dread. <laughs> I, I, I think I think he's your I think he's your version of Tony Adams. To be honest, I think of those two, like I'm surprised those two didn't get in more fights. Mm. I, I mean, God, yeah, that'd be terrifying. Well, thing, if you watch, I, I said you just got to watch that um, that thing that I, I sent you both and. You can see why him and Vieira probably had the dynamic that they had. It's, mm. I, it's such a good thing to watch. They're both they're uh, both winners. They're both winners. No, they are. They are both winners, and I think, I think that's the the thing about them. They just don't take no shit off no. anybody. Honestly, and that's the thing. I think that's what you want. Hmm. Okay, Liam, over to you. Who's your uh, last pick? So I, I thought long and hard about this. Um, it's, been, it's been very difficult. We've had some amazing players at Arsenal. You know, we've had, um, I mean, just like Anelka, Pires, Lundberg, Robert Van Persie, even Aubameyang more recently. Um, but I don't think anyone has really come close to, you know, I think everyone knows who I'm going to pick, but no one's really come close to um, emulating Yaya Sonogo. Um, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I knew he was going to say someone stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, you know, six foot three, oh, he, he's he touched like a donkey, just fantastic, fantastic. No, obviously, um, I'm going to talk about the player who we wish Sonogo would be, his, um, his countryman, Thierry Henry. Um, I mean, God, what what can you say about Thierry Henry that hasn't been said? It, it's kind of, I feel like I'm just going to be listing off loads of adjectives at this point. But he's, he was, it was fast, it was clinical, he had a great personality on the pitch. You know, people forget how great of a dribbler he is. He was um, awesome. Because I, I mean, I, sometimes, sometimes I forget, but he was incredibly 
talented as a dribbler. I think he reminds me a bit of Ronaldo in some ways. It might, might be a bit of a weird compa- comparison, but I mean, they're both very tall. He's six foot two, which is you would not think for someone with his speed. Yeah, he that. was so quick, wasn't he? Yeah, he, 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 I mean, he was a clinical finisher. I think, I think he has the second best goals to game ratio in Premier League behind Aguero. I, c- I could be wrong with that. Um, I don't actually know about that for sure. But um, he's, he's he's top. He's in the top three anyway, definitely. Mm. But uh, another thing though, which I think we need to talk about, which I don't know how often is talked about. He was one of the great assisters of the Premier League. He, he was brilliant with the ball. He, at, he, at the moment, he holds the record for the most assists in a single season um, with 20. I thought Ozil broke that. No, no, he, um, Ozil got 19. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so it, it's quite incredible that, um, you know, that, that, that was in 2004 and not Fabregas, not Kevin De Bruyne. No one's been able to beat that record, especially as a striker. I think that's really pretty insane, to be honest. Yeah. He's, he's 74 assists in the Premier League. So a bit like what you were saying about Van der Sar. He was a bit of an underwhelming signing at the time as well, because he was a struggling mm. winger at Juventus when Wenger brought him in. And um, he turned him into a striker, and <laughs> Arsenal and Henri never looked back. No, and the thing is, also, because I mean, we signed him for 11 million, which was a lot for the time, and, and we just sold Nelka. Yeah, so sounds far. a lot, but uh, for the time, but seriously cheap when you when you sort of put into how good he was. I, I, I think I think Burkham was um, was sold, was bought for like around about the same amount a few years earlier, and you know he was a world class signing. So was that Reese? Seven and a half Burkham was. Oh, was he? I, I thought he was, I thought he was in the tens, but um, it was still a lot of money back then, though. Oh, oh God, yeah, yes. absolutely. I think, uh, I think, sorry, sorry, just go your bird camp because a lot of people say oh, Arthur Wenger was, yeah, Arthur Wenger signed some great players. I, I think some people say bird camp was signed. No, bird camp was a Bruce Riox signing. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was going to say a lot of people forget that, don't they? Mm, I, no, I think uh, that's the only decent thing that Bruce Riox ever did. I think it was, yeah. I think he's even, I think he's even said himself that was the best thing he did while he's at Arsenal was signing um, bird camp. Oh, Burkham was brilliant, and, and now I kind of wish I, I um, had him uh, on my list. Henri could but, fly. Henri would fly, though. So you know, he had that. He had that. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think anyone can dispute that he's Arsenal's greatest ever player. Um, I, I, I think you would even struggle to um, say Ian Rice's. My uncle is a massive Arsenal fan. Um, he, my other uncle. Uh, he would say that Roy is better than Omri. Mm. Uh, I think that he grew up watching uh, Ian Roy, and I think it depends on who he grew up with. But if I if I had to pick one, I I know I'm going to pick it. Always pick Ian Roy. I I saw both of them play. Um, I think Omri's um, better than Wright. Um, I think he's a more rounded player. He's, yeah, he scored more goals, and he got. I think he got a lot more assists than Ian Wright. I mean, take nothing away from Ian Wright; he was an excellent, excellent striker. But I think Omri's a different class uh, for me. Yeah, I, 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 Ian Wright was more of a speed demon. That's, that's the thing with him. Mm. I think Carl, you, you know the story about how I got into football and 
I, I think Liam, you're aware of it as well. Care uh, mm. and is a massive, massive part of it. Mm. Um, I, I say, are, are you aware of the story or, or not? I, I am. I, I think so. Me. I can't remember it, but I, I know you have told it, mate. It was go. It was go to Highbury and seeing Tierra Marie play, and from there hooked on him. And then I think up to the age of God, I still think that actually I have fourteen on the back of my football shirt, and it is for Tierra Marie. He was mm. that good. I think he's. I think him Drogba. Um. Yeah, him, Drogba, Aguero, Kane, probably the best strikers ever to grace the Premier League. I'm not convinced on Kane, but the others definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm biased on that. Yeah, no, I think, I think look, why I say Harry Kane is Harry Kane's strike rate is just ridiculous. Mm. And. I, I think he's good, but I just think, yeah, I think Pierre Henry is just special. And I think he, he has the record of most goals scored at one ground as well. Quite possibly, uh, he, yeah. yeah. No, he, he, he owns the record for most goals scored at um, Highbury. Damn. I, I, I'm, well, I mean, it, it, was also, it was really sad to see him go, I have to say. Um, I, I mean, he, he, didn't, he didn't have a last great few seasons because of injuries and I think I think he was 32 when he left I, I, I could be wrong um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too certain of that but um, I, I mean he had, a, he had a, a terrific time at Barcelona as well even though he played on the left wing which you know he hadn't played on the left wing since well since he was at um, Juventus yeah, so, but then uh, you look at play. You say you say that looking at plays he had though, but he was playing left wing at Barcelona. Oh yeah, well I, I think, he, I mean the fact that he, um, him, Eto and Messi are considered one of the greatest lineups for Barcelona ever. I think that kind of shows how good he was, even yeah. even at even at his age. I forgot he went to Barcelona. Yeah, he, he was good for like I think two or three seasons, and then obviously he went off to America. But yeah, I, I mean, he would always be—he was always my favourite um, player, Henri. Um, I, 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 I really wish I saw him a lot more, but um, no, I, I, I hope he comes back one day. Actually, yeah. he, even when he did come back, it was just—it was a brilliant—it um, was just a brilliant moment. He scored that yeah, goal, that goal in Leeds Lee. Cup yeah. against Leeds in the FA Cup. Was just uh, the oh. memories. That ball by song, beautiful. Mm. Your know, ball by song, and then just that, that, just that, that, that quintessential on refinish into the bottom corner, brilliant. Mm. He also helps Walcott a lot um, in that brief time, um, which, which um, I, I mean, Walcott never really lived up to the hype, but I mean, he really. No, I mean, he looked, to, to another level. looked like he was going to be a really good player, Walcott, but it just never, never really happened for him, did it, somehow? Nah. Uh, Always fits uh, his I, I agree completely about Chowry. I think Chowry is probably, to me, the best striker ever to grace the Premier League. Besides mm. Sonogo. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I, I, I do agree. 
Yeah. He's top three. I mean, the top three are, are Shearer, Omri, and uh, Aguero. Mm. I mean, it's debatable. it's debatable what order you want to put them in. That's a shock you've not said um, Rooney. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just gonna get to that. I just uh, he was an awesome player for us, but I, I, I think the players I mentioned had um, bigger impacts for the team at, at the time. Yeah, there's also yeah, there's also you know I missed that Ronaldo as well who had a, a few five really good seasons with us. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, that, that's why I think for your two teams it's really hard because you look at it, Liam's left off Fabregas, Van mm. Persie. Mm. Um, I was so close to choosing Fabregas. Yeah, until he became a Judas. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still love him, to be honest. So, you know, I yeah, can't really say anything. <laughs> yeah, I think he's superb. I mean, like, I just thought some other players, you missed like Perez. Mm. Uh, um. Well, Lauren. Well, I, I miss that Burkamp. I mean, yeah, I, I, I miss that yeah. Bamiyang. I mean, I could have had yeah. uh, Van Nistelrooy, Dwight York, but, but I, don't, I don't know if I would have put Özil. Um, really? N- no, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 honestly, I probably would have put Flamini above him. Do you know Flamini? Oh Is yeah. He? I, it's because of um, his work with, um, is it like eco science? I think, isn't it? Yeah, he's a billionaire. He's yeah. Oh, good for him. So, yeah, well, 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 I'm trying to think. Um, who's, do you remember that? Um, there's a one goalkeeper for Arsenal. I'm trying to remember his name now, um, but he had white hair. Almunia. Oh God. Oh. Uh, who was that? Who was that you... crap Danish player you had who, who, who married? Uh, a princess. Oh, Jesus. He was a striker. Uh, he wasn't Bergkamp? very good. No. No, I, I mean, um, Bentner? That's it, yeah. Hey, he, hey, he married, hey, he married, whoa, whoa, whoa. He married, a, he married a princess. <laughs> Did he really? I will not have anything bad said against our oh, Lord. Here we go. Oh. See, that's a man with, with wasted potential. He could have been good. I, I, I genuinely believe. No, I, 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 I've seen the, <laughs> seen the video of Nicholas Bentner trying for Copenhagen. He misses every shot on goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, that's brilliant. Actually, no. Besides Balotelli, I think he's the biggest um, wasted talent I've ever seen because of his personality. Hmm. Yeah. But at least yeah. Balotelli was a bit of a legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I was. I, I think the person you're talking about is um, Caroline Fleming. Uh, I, I think she's a socialite. I don't know if she's um, a princess. She might be. Oh, yeah. Wow. Just... He might. Maybe, maybe he didn't marry her, but he date. I'm sure he was dating uh, the member of the. Uh, uh, a princess at one stage, I'm sure he was, but I might have got I might have got my wires crossed. You might be right. I mean, to be honest, I think I think Bentner deserves to be um, part of um, British royalty. So. <laughs> well, no, it's Danish. It Danish, Danish. Oh, I, I think he's a close royalty. friend of the Danish family, royal family. I think that might be it. Uh, one minute, I'm, I, I've I've got his password now. 
Oh, uh, for God's sake! It could have been. It could have been one of those where he was photographed with uh, a female member of the royal family, and they just said he was dating. You know, uh, you know what the tabloids are like. No, no, no. It, it, no it, it, she was a close friend of the royal family. Ah, mm. there we go. Then. She's a baroness, Caroline Blah, Blah, Rockdorf. Baroness, princess, all the same bloody thing. Yeah, she <laughs> was the the daughter of. Uh, oh no! Oh right, never mind. Oh, uh, she, oh, she she was married to Rory Fleming. That's what it was. Uh, do, you, do you know we never scored more than nine goals for Arsenal in this season? Who? Hey. He scored. He scored. He scored nine goals one. That was it in the league. Yeah. <laughs> you, this is one of the best things he said though. Do you know when he changed his number to fifty-two? And he okay. said, he changed his number to fifty-two, and he said, "I will reimburse any fans who have bought my shirt, shirt with my number on the back." Oh, that's <laughs> nice. And and no one bought it. Oh. <laughs> no, um. no, no, but. Nobody had bought a bet the twenty six shirt, <laughs> so he changed it to fifty two. Oh, it was brilliant. Oh God, I don't. Oh, just, just that's how good he was. Nobody ever bought his shirt. You know, I, I think he's the great Carly of the Premier League. <laughs> like he, he, like how the fuck has he played for Arsenal and Juventus and still be shit? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad line. It's like the, 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 you know Fabio Barini has played for AC Milan, Chelsea, and oh, Liverpool, God. And, and also um, PSG, I think. No, I don't think I don't think Barini played for for them, but he, he's played. Oh, the really? teams he's played for, he's played for Chelsea, Parma, Roma, Liverpool, oh, Sunderland, God. Milan, and Verona. And a, he's a striker. He's <laughs> not a winger. He's a striker. Yeah, he has played. In his career, 258 games. How many goals have you got, do you think? I wouldn't like to guess. Oh, my God. I, I just saw the statistic. That's, wow. 46 goals in 258 games. Oh, God. Fabio <laughs> Marini, your shit. Jesus. Are you, are you, are you... Italy? You just played for Italy? To be fair, apparently he's actually been, um, apparently he's actually improved. Oh, yeah, like I've improved. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who, who was I thinking of who, who um, went on loan to um, PSG? Oh, that's going to annoy me. What? Uh, uh, what, what? <laughs> it was uh, a striker. It's about Moting. That's it, Chupa Moting. Yeah. It, he still plays. <laughs> Does he? Oh, my God. <laughs> he, he, he went from being... Relegated, but with Stoke to go and play for a, a Paris Saint-Germain. <laughs> oh, you have some did, bizarre uh, transfers, don't you? Oh no, he did. Uh, it was a brilliant. Have you seen his miss that he did? Oh god, that yeah, that that, that was impressive. Oh, it my was. God. Oh, it was so good. He... <laughs> I don't know how he missed it. Ah, ah, fucking hell, bastard. Sorry, I just I, I, I've I've got a massive fan. I see just fell on my foot. Frick. Do you want to give us your um top one reason? Wait, ha, wait, ha, um, Carlo, have you gone? Yep, yep. It, it okay. is Reese's turn. 
My one. Ugh. Wait, wait, Carl, who did you, you say? Uh, I said Keane, didn't I? Oh, of course, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, sorry. I can't believe you didn't say Van Nistelrooy. That, that, that's another big one. Yeah, I mentioned that before. I could have said him more. Dwight York, he, he had a big influence on us. Andy oh, Cole. Oh. Eric, Je- Eric Jemba Jemba. Cleverson. Yeah. Raphael. Jordi Cruyff. No, it was your, it was your brother. It's Fabio, wasn't it? Right, um, so my, my last one. My last one. Uh, so the last Albion player that I saw that was, that we saw that was good. Um, <laughs> there's not many. <laughs> oh, why do I why do I have to support West Bromwich Albion? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could say low players. I could say Dwight Gale for last season for his goals. Jay Rodriguez. Um, James Morrison again for his longevity. I'm really intrigued to see who you say. To be honest, I think I'm going to pick. Um, uh, I think I'm going to pick um, Peter Odenwinger. Who? Um, Odenwinger. Oh, okay, okay, that's a good shout. Yeah, Odenwinger arrived from. I think it was Lokomotiv Moscow. I think it was. Uh, and there's some team in some team in Russia, and he came for about I think one and a half million pounds and. Immediately hit it off with um, the Albion, uh, the Albion fans and stuff like that. He um, scored his debut against Sunderland, and he's he's still our all-time record goal scorer in the Premier League. Oh wow! So he got, uh, I think he got thirty goals for us in eighty-seven games, which, to be honest, is not a bad return for a team that was no. mid-table. It's good going. Uh, he, he uh, he's obviously best known for his. Uh, how, how do we put this nicely? His little drive to London. So uh, <laughs> that, that was a fun little thing to see. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, and to, from there, he never recovered. He was the, his his relationship strained with the Albion fans. Uh, the Albion fans didn't believe him. That he, he, he thought he was done. Fans called him money grabbing bastard. He got. I can remember one time he was doing his warp on the side of the pitch and he got into an altercation with a fan. And yeah, from there he didn't recover. And he, he went to Cardiff, did nothing with Cardiff. Then he goes to Stoke and then just ran, ran down his career, moved from team to team. But I think his best year was best year since the album. I'm surprised you you um you picked him to be honest. Why? Well, well, well because of um obviously he was he was hated by the fans. It, it'd be a bit like me picking out of Ior. See, that's the thing. He's not hated by the fans. He he had um he, he came back because what the Albion are doing at the moment they're giving like past players like a cap sort of thing. Like oh you play for the Albion you get like a, a cap or something like that. And he came out and he got a really good reception from the Albion fans and. I think time has made it. Um, I think time has helped a lot. Um, yeah, he got some abuse when he came back uh, when he played against the Albion. But no, I think he's. Yeah, I think he's good. Is he still playing? I know he reti- yeah. he's retired now, isn't he? Yeah, he retired. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I, I think he's. Um, 
yeah, I think one of the best strikers we had in in that era in terms of you know what he uh, what he did in terms of goals that he scored. Uh, yeah, he was a very good player, but as you say, his, his attitude at times let him down, and yeah, it was strange how we uh, seemed to go on a big decline after he, he left uh, West Brom. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think he knows that. As well. I think he knew that West Brom was probably the best place for him as well. And I think he realised that if he stayed at West Brom, then maybe he could have had a few more years in the Premier League. Hmm. I guess it's similar to a way a bit. Um, I guess similar to Ber- to Berahino. Um, a lot worse than Berahino, to be honest with you. Wow, but I mean, no, 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 worse. That's what I was going to say because it sounds slightly similar. Obviously, you know, like brilliant striker for you guys, and then. You know, that failed move to Tottenham, and then just slowly, slowly got worse and worse and worse, and he never really recovered. No, he didn't. He, um, Berahino was. I, I think Berahino was swayed by Tottenham at that age, saying, oh, I'm, I, "I had one really good season at the Albion and." And to be honest, I think he did warrant some move to a team of that ilk, but I think he went about it the wrong way by acting like a child and going away and doing the stuff that he did. But I, I, I really hope for him now that he he settles in um, in Belgium. I think he does well. I really do hope he does well. Hmm. I, I mean, he's, he's a young guy. He can still he can still learn soon. I mean, if if Fringpong can learn, I, I'm pretty sure he can. <laughs> but no, I, I, I do, I do think though the Odenwingi thing was a bit tamer than the the, the Berahino one. But I do think that Odenwingi was. I don't think we ever replaced Odenwingi as well. Mm. Uh, who would you compare him to in, in terms of style? Um, in terms of play, it's a hard one to hard one really because Long was Shay Long was like run around and put them under pressure and then probably eating very quick. Rondon was a target man that I felt sorry for because he didn't have the service, but when he did, he could score. Um, I'm just he's he's very underrated, Rondon. Probably quite Gale. Oh, okay. That's quite interesting. I, 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 but uh, but he, now he's not doing particularly... He, he, didn't, he didn't do particularly well with West Brom in the end, did he? Who? Dwight Gale? Yeah. He had, uh, he had his moments, but... He's a funny player, Dwight Gale. He, he does the whole... He, he seems to do very well in the, first, like the championship, but he seems I, to I struggle in the Premier League, doesn't he? I think, I think Dwight Gale knows he's heart-to-heart that he's a championship player, but I think he's just trying to convince himself otherwise that he's not and I think you know fair, you know fair play to anyone who wants to you know prove themselves I mean you know he's he's had chances in the Premier League playing for, for Palace and for Newcastle but you look at his strike rate in the Championship and then look at his strike rate in the Premier League it's, it's not great mm. but yeah I think I think if I have to compare on the week to someone I think I would compare it to Dwight Gale in terms of just that that goal scorer and he plays on the shoulder and everything like that. Oh, 
Yeah, I think that's a good, good comparison. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk about. Well, I think we could. I think we we agree. We're going to talk about one transfer that we wish, or what we think is probably one of the best transfers ever. So hmm. Liam, I'm going to start with you. So what do you think is one of the best transfers? So this one isn't actually um, about Arsenal, believe it or not. Um, this is Andre. Anybody? Yeah. This is Andre Pirlo going from, I believe, his AC Milan to Juventus. Because he, he he was basically kicked out of kicked out of um, AC Milan for being too old, and he went to Juventus and kind of ran the show. And yeah, I think he had three or four good years there. I won the Serie A every single time and I think he kind of cemented his legacy as one of the greatest Italian players of all time and and, and on a free no less I think he's probably one of the best free chances I've, I've, I've ever seen yeah I mean you, you, you just got you talk about Perlo all you got to do is look at that Euro 25 game against England where he just absolutely yeah he, mm. he single-handedly battered off that game and it was. Um, I don't think there's a cooler man in football than Polo as well. Oh, I mean, what style? I, I'm not. I, I'm not gay. I'm not a gay man. But I hate <laughs> Polo. <Perla. laughs> I just don't think this the sort of about uh, the Italians. I mean, look at Conte. Conte's another one. Conte's a very good-looking man. Um, Francesco Totti. Totti, yeah, Maldini. Lorenzi? Get well soon, by the way, Paolo Maldini. I think he's tested positive for this uh, coronavirus. I'm sure I read somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's not just Maldini. I think the whole of Italy, I think we can stand up for what Italy's just, yeah, really bad at the moment. And uh, I think we wish that anybody, everybody pulls through. Yeah, they are starting to show a steady decline in positive cases. Deaths are going up, but positive cases, uh, the amount of positive cases are declining, so they're, they're hoping they've peaked now. Yeah, that, that's good then. I mean, like, I know, I know that we, we try, that this is the podcast, we don't really want to talk about it, but, you know, it's something that's unavoidable, to be honest with mm. you. Yeah? It's, it's affecting the whole world. You can't. You can't pretend it's not happening. No, you can't. I mean, so as much as, as the Olympic to... Committee, as much as the Olympic Committee seem to want to. Yeah. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at things. Like what I'm saying positive is like I, I read something um, the other day. Uh, I think it was because it's got it's, it's got its own channel to be honest with you. And this is what I've read, and it was just bear with me two seconds, boys. It was total cases, I think, something like that. Uh, this is China, eighty-one thousand one hundred eighty cases of coronavirus. Yeah, mm-hmm. seventy-three thousand one hundred sixty-three recovered. That's a, that's a good recovery rate, actually. That is the thing. Mm. I think that's what we've got to look at is the recovery rate. I mean, yes. Unfortunately, 3,277 people have lost their lives, but 3,000 is a lot less than 73,000. The, the trouble is, people recovering isn't isn't news, is it? So, they only, report, they only seem to want to report on the amount of people 
that die, and then you wonder why everybody's panicking. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I... Yeah, you gonna say something? Hello? Sorry, I, my, my, uh, sorry, the, the, the connection broke. I'm just gonna go on the UK one. At the moment, eight thousand seventy-seven people have got it. This is as of yesterday. 135 recovered and 422 people unfortunately have lost their lives. But I just think if we keep following what they do and then we can move on. But let's move on from this frankly horrible topic and get back to talking about apparently sexy Italian men. Do you think Piano would have been a success in the Premier League? Yes. Yeah, I would imagine it would have been. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think, sorry, I think Polo would have been a success anyway. When it just imagine, imagine the mid imagine the midfield partnership of him, Chabi and Iniesta. Ooh, that would have been very tasty. To be honest, I, I think he, he's very similar to Fabregas in some ways. I I, I think that's very. I think that's very hard price for Fabregas, to be honest with you. It is. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, just in terms of his, like, in terms of passing. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think Fabregas' distribution was, was really good. You know, when, when you think of him at, like, at Chelsea, I, I think that was Pirlo-esque. Yeah. No, Obviously I, not I, good, I, but... I think, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think Andrea Pirlo to Juventus was probably one of the best coups in terms of uh, transfers. Mm. And also, he helped, um, yeah, I think he probably helped Pogba a lot as well. Mm, definitely. Uh, he was always a very strange player because obviously, um, you know, he played very deep for um, a playmaker uh, and he wasn't particularly defensive either, but he, he always had very good positioning. He always knew where to pass, when to pass. And I mean, the accuracy of some of those long balls and some of those goals. I mean, you could you could just look at a compilation of of him any day, and, and it would just make you fall in love with football. I think. I think the South could be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean, God, look at look at that beard. <laughs> it's not the beard. It's just, I, it's just look at him in general. True. 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 I think yeah. I, 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 I think we found something, can we? That I. I have a thing for Andrea Perla. <laughs> yeah, obviously you do. Yeah, <laughs> it's clearly your clearly your man crush. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure to be honest with you. Go on, then, Carl. What what would you say is probably the best transfer of all time? Oh, God, I'm really I'm trying to wrap my brains, and I'm I'm really struggling on this one because there's, there's a lot of really good, uh, really good transfers. Um, but I'm leaning towards Aguero to Man City, to be honest with you, because he's such an excellent player and he's made such a big impact to that team. He he won in the league that time with that late goal. Um, that is that is used when Nathan's naughty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I still have nightmares about that goal, to be honest. But <laughs> but it's it, I mean it's if it isn't it, it's definitely up there anyway. 
but you know, Ronaldo yeah, to Real yeah. Madrid is a great, was, you know, it was a great transfer. Mm. Um, I, I'm not sure about Messi. Was he? Did he come up through the ranks at Barca, or did they buy him from somewhere? Yeah, he he, he was. Um... Technically, yes. Technically, yes, he did. But then he did start his career with uh, Newell's Old Boys. Uh, they, they they bought him as a youth player, I think. Yeah, so he went to Barcelona C and then um, a B and then obviously Barcelona C. But technically, you could say they did buy him as a youth player for a, a Twix and a Kit Kat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I think I, I think I'll stick with Aguero because uh, yeah, he's won titles with City. He is their main front man. God, you, you you would you would love to have him, wouldn't you? Mm. In a in a United team, especially after um, well, especially especially after the, like the, the the decline of Rooney, I think. I, I think you yeah. you could have done with someone like him. Yeah, I got someone like him. So who would you go for, Reese? Um, I'll be on the Galos up there. Um, <laughs> hey, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's been, been right, really he's good. He's he's scored uh, four goals in three starts. You can't not, yeah. mate. No, you can't. And that's the thing. He has been really good. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I think you know. It's just funny that people still actually do mock. You do actually still knock him. That's the thing. Mm. He's a what um, so If I had to pick one, um. Fucking hell, it's actually a really hard question, isn't it? I mean, I was tempted to say Omri to Arsenal, but because we'd already had that one, I decided to go with Aguero. Yeah, we, mm. we've already we've already like, bombed off Omri enough today. <laughs> uh, uh, you can see Bergkamp. Uh, Bergkamp's up there. Um, but I, I'm just trying to think, Z- Zidane maybe. Zidane. Ooh, that's a good shout. Um, to uh, obviously to to Real Madrid, um, started the Galactico era with Figo as well. Going there, I think I think I'm going to probably go for Van Dyke, Jonathan Woodgate to um, Real Madrid. No, not really. Or Santiago, or Santiago and. Um, Really? I think that's a big one in terms of you know, one of the first English players to go and play abroad at that time because a lot of English players wouldn't do it, you know, break out their comfort mould really. Um, and also it was just a massive thing at the time. You, you wouldn't think that David Beckham would leave Manchester United ever. He was one mm. of the most important players. I think Carl, you can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. I've uh, never seen. I've still never seen anybody who could take a free kick as consistently um, as David Beckham, or you know, put those crosses in as well as he could. He's one of the best crosses I think I've ever seen. Yeah, no, he is. He's. he's He's just brilliant, and I, I, and also let's be honest, that that goal against Greece, I think he's still up there. I know it wasn't for a club team or anything like that, but 
I just think he is very. I think he's a very good player. I think he he showed to a lot of a generation that yeah, you could go abroad and yes, he could work for you. And I think also he opened a lot of people's eyes onto other leagues as well in terms of the MLS. And I think he's a very very good ambassador for that sort of stuff. Yeah. David Beckham. I think David Beckham in general transfers where he went. I think just a very good, uh, very good. I mean, I think a lot of the stick he got was out of jealousy. I mean, he's a good-looking bloke. You can't deny that. He married a Spice Girl, playing for the biggest club in the world. I mean, <laughs> he was the pretty much living the dream at the time, wasn't he? He's actually quite underrated well, as a player, probably, I'd say. Yeah, that's what it is. I, 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 I don't think he's appreciated enough. And, I mean, and that's who why... Else? Who else would you have wanted taking that free kick against? I mean, you two might be too young to remember, but that no, no, free no. kick against I, Greece. That, I can that remember time. it. I mean, there was there was nobody. I mean, you look at it. David Beckham at that time was he still had that he still had that um, ninety eight curse on him, didn't he? Because a lot of fans mm. still hadn't forgiven him for one. No. And I think that was probably the. That was probably the catalyst for him being, you know what, this man is Mr. England, that celebration as well. Yeah. Mm. And hey, he's our, he's our most capped player. Like, that's got to count for something. Is he our most capped player? I think so. Uh, well, I think he's the most capped outfielder player, maybe. Ooh, I did, Ro- did Rooney not overtake him? Or am I just thinking... I think Gerrard has got it as well. Hang on. Let's see. It could be the most capped. I, I know he was at one time. Yeah, most capped at one time. I know he was the most capped at one time. Yeah, I've, I've just got it up records. Uh, appearances. Beckham, Beckham, Rooney beat him. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, I thought. I thought Rooney, yeah. Rooney is up, Rooney's on 120, Beckham 115. Um, Beckham's record, I, think he, I don't think he has one. I've, that's strange. Hang on. Uh, oh, yeah, I, Be- Beckham's third in terms of appearances behind Rooney and Shilton. Well, I, do, I do think that David Beckham is probably one of the best English players ever produced. Yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly up there. Yeah. The, mm. David Beckham does have a record. Most appearances by a player from outside the English league system. So yeah, that was obviously with um, Madrid LA. and LA Galaxy. Mm. But you look at it, his, his stats speak for themselves. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah he's, he's done. You know, he does a lot for charity. Set up those um, academies as well for the less privileged people he, he he does a lot yeah he does i mean so i mean that i i know, I know it's not uh i know it's not like a quintessential choice but for me that, that that's probably one of them but there's so i mean there's, there's so many we could say mm. it's yeah it's it's, it's uh, i think i think it's hard to dispute he's a legend of the game at the very least. Yeah. I mean, to, to, I think we could have some fun with the, the next topic that we could have. I think that'll be a, an interesting podcast for another day. 
our teams, what we think our teams' worst signings are. Um, yeah. <laughs> that could I, be a I lot of fun. I, I know that Carl, speaking of Man United fans, you have loads. I mean, I, I, oh god, me not, me I have loads too. Me not being a Man United fan, I can name some as well. <laughs> I know, I, also, West Brom fan. I mean, uh, I think you probably have quite a few. You probably oh fucking hell! Don't start me. All, all, all I've got in my head right now is a player I guarantee you to have never heard of called Sergio McDonald. Oh Jesus! I have. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. No, yeah, I'm um, I'm in that boat. Actually, another record David Beckham has. He's the most yellow cards and red cards for an English player. Why did I mention red cards for? What do you mean? He, he only, he, look, he only got sent off once. Okay, leave him alone. Who? He's he's not getting the joke as you call. Oh no, sorry. No. Um, Oh, it's not my day. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't find them anymore, can you? I'm supposed to move Liam off the phone. Get, get on the phone, bring Rahul back. No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, it goes. Um, car plugs. Plug Jack. You can find me on uh, CarlosFlyer89 at. Um, Twitter and Instagram. You can find us at Rogue underscore Opinion on Twitter, Instagram for our content on Anchor, Apple and Spotify. Check out our back catalogue of Phantom Unix and all the other pods we do. Naked Man, all the rambling nonsense Nathan, Jimmy and Scott do. Just You're at home, you're self-isolating, listen to Rogue Opinions and stay the fuck indoors. Uh, Liam, you're, you're, um, you're fucking alcohol. I, I don't even really know what to say to that. You kind of stole my, my thunder. <laughs> you use your armborn to be a bit extreme, but oh well, what can I say? Um, I, you can follow me on Twitter at Harper Milo, and you can follow me on Instagram at. You can follow me on Instagram at AdamShare99. Oh, for fuck's sake. Reese, yourself? <laughs> you, can also follow, you can also follow me on Bebo as um, LAN1612, which is also my Instagram account. <laughs> Bebo. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Uh, yay. Uh, even, has the Bebo been deactivated? Has it? Oh. Yeah. I, I, I should probably check that out then. <laughs> uh, they find me on um, uh, Twitter r saunders and on Instagram at r saunders That's I don't really no, I don't really use Instagram. Um, but boys, it's been a pleasure as always. And as, as I said, um, the next one we talk about is our club's worst signings. Uh, stay safe, stay indoors, don't lick people's eyeballs, and hopefully yeah, we'll see each other. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.